Hello all, this is Blonde Hair Girl. So, I had a really busy weekend. <laughs> Goodness sake. And I, I want to talk about the power of books. I want to talk about just the power of reading at all, like just I I grew up with a mother who I don't remember her reading as much when I was a child as as I grew up there were just books and lots of them around me <laughs> Um, here's a here's a another tidbit that I just think is interesting is the fact that I do not remember my mother ever reading me a book as a child ever not once I don't remember it that doesn't mean that she didn't it's just I don't remember it <clears throat> but so I grew up with books and a library card and 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 reading and education both were very important to me very <clears throat> not necessarily like when i was younger when i was younger i was um i really hated school i and i just but as i got older I like in college, I remember really, really coming alive my last two years of college <laughs> because I moved away from home and I was able to have an original idea. My parents were incredibly strict and appeared to really, it was very important to them that I share their values. And so I wasn't really allowed so much to have an original thought when I was a child. I just wasn't. <clears throat> and so I go off to college and I'm able to have my own thoughts about things, which, you know, I really changed as a person. I mean, it was back then. I mean, I was really young. When I became, I just opted a lifestyle of being a vegetarian, um, a vegetarian. I didn't want to eat meat. I just didn't, didn't want to eat chicken, didn't want to eat beef, didn't want to eat, sure did not want to eat pork. Um, and I just adopted something that was incredibly different um, than my parents So when I became when I became a mom, books were very important to me and I I read a number of early childhood books before my children were born. I was like reading these books about raising children. I'm so sorry I'm yawning. It's really early in the morning. <laughs> I just woke I just woke up. <clears throat> anyway, so 
so I and I one of the things that I did especially for my older two children was I read to them every day my oldest son I read to him every day like religiously when he was little which I think really helped him because my oldest son is diagnosed autistic and so I think the fact that I read to him every day increased his vocabulary and I think it was really good for him that I did that and then my daughter so and then my children in school I really wasn't worried but I used to tell them if you can read you can learn anything like it's like you just have to learn to read because when you can read you can learn anything and so reading was very important to me but I was never worried about my children reading my youngest son they used to kind of chase me down in the in the parking lot basically trying to tell me that my son was having a hard time reading and I just I just kind of was like I just I don't believe you <laughs> I just don't I mean I he's not he's fine he's he'll be he'll read I'm not worried about him basically is what I told them <clears throat> and so and so I'm so and he he read he 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 reads he ended up reading and um and he actually read some books on his own which was like really cool to me like he would get them on his phone and he would read my my children are a little bit more likely to read things electronically than otherwise <clears throat> so for years i and and actually it's it's kind of a weird story my my grandmother used to tell me that i was going to grow up to be a writer i didn't believe her necessarily but and it has it wasn't my favorite thing to like write papers in college or i never got i didn't get a journalism degree i didn't you know study english i um do anything any of those things you know that you would think that a writer would do to become a writer I didn't do any of those things but I started to write years ago just I had all these ideas in my head that I didn't know what to do with I was always noodling on something I mean like for years that as long as I can remember I was like noodling on some idea that you know, like even in the airport, you know, just, just, um, I would be noodling on an idea and I would write a little blurb about it, you know, just a little, little, I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm so yawny. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and so, so anyway, but I thought I would be a writer and I, I had this, like, I used to do this, like dreaming, like, especially on this one highway that I take all the time now. And I, I would imagine myself in this certain kind of car driving this certain kind of car. It was like, 
it was white and it was a convertible of some sort and it was a sports car and I would be on a coastal highway. I'd be by the ocean. I would be driving on the ocean and I was a writer. I had written and published books and sometimes people asked me to speak. And this is what I, I mean, and I did this for years. For years, I would drive on this certain highway and I would have these same, same thoughts and I would dream about it. And I, there were times where I actually did have like visions of me, like walking up onto something. Like it was, um, so I always knew, I guess I always knew I was going to be a writer, but I also had this sense that I would be writing about something in particular. And then that's when, when, so when this thing went down, when I had this change, I started writing about it. And that was my first book. Um, but then alongside all of this, my mother my mother read all the time. She always had her nose into something. And she uh, did these book, these, um, these book studies, book groups, reading groups, and she would lead them. She was their leader. I mean, she was the perfect leader too, because she well, she also knew the best books. My mother knew the best books. And um and um and then she would do the lead these by these book studies and these people would come to the library and and they she would lead it and she would come the part and she would like literally come dressed as the part and she would <laughs> she would bring the coinciding food the snack that matched the part i mean my mom was very creative very creative but books were incredibly important to her and um and then and then she passed away um this summer this last last summer not this summer last summer and and then this really strange thing happened <laughs> my daughter ended up um somehow getting inspired that she was going to read a book a week this year. She is already on book number, I don't know, between 24 to 28. My my daughter has read 24 books already or more this year. She is just on fire. And <clears throat> so what ended up happening was, is that I, I got this email about from book baby saying that if you're a writer you should go to at least one of these so I looked at where they were and one of them was in LA this last weekend so I thought well you know that's doable so I end up getting you know so then I end up getting with my daughter and I say you know I'm thinking about going to this thing should I go and she's like yeah you should go mom I would go and I'm like okay well you would go? And she's like, yeah, I would go. I'm like, well, why don't you come with me? So we, we went together and we went to this book 
we went to a a book convention in LA. So we flew over there and we stayed in this really crazy hotel. Actually, it was like a high rise and we were so funny creeping over to the edge to look out because that's like the fear of heights. Um, even though it was like the chance of us falling out of here is like nothing, but it was kind of kind of weird. And then like the elevator was on the outside of the building, which was weird. But we we had like an amazing time. And even at the hotel. And then we, so we went to the, the, and we got to meet all of these, not meet, sort of meet them in these panels. So they would have these panels of writers and she picked them out. So that was perfect. And it turned out that this, this, this particular book conference was more about her than about me. I didn't know that when I signed us up for it. But she's been writing these writers, reading these writers for months now. And she's kind of part of these book clubs where she gets recommended to her different job, different books to read. And like they rate them. And it's the genre that I'm going to just be real about it that I had a bit of prejudice against. And that is the, the romantics, the, ro- the romance novels. I just, I just like, I just thought life is too short to read a romance novel. Like who reads romance novels? I mean, like truly, um, <laughs> I mean, like Harlequin, remember those Harlequin romances, you know, and those were for like, like unhappy housewives to live vicariously, you know, with Fabian. (laughs) Well, they've, they've, they've evolved since then is all I have to say, um, into a, a following, a huge following. Um, the, at this conference, the average age was probably 22 of person that was there. I mean, there were mostly very young people there. And, and that, that we interacted with partly because my daughter had picked these out, but, uh, and so, and 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 one of the and so they 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 did this the way that they formatted the panel was somebody would interview them and they would ask them all questions and then they would do this rapid fire question and then they would leave it to the audience well this person in the audience asked the most thoughtful question about about this, there's like this shaming people for you know basically wasting their time with a romance novel. Like, why would you waste, you know, people's time with romance novels? I really, I really kind of, I felt that I was like, and I'm one of those. I didn't shame my daughter because. I wanted her to be happy. 
And if romance novels make you happy, read read away. I don't I don't really care, but I I have to admit that somewhere in my mind I thought that it was frivolous or it was you know, it just wouldn't be something that I would waste my time on is a romance novel. <laughs> But, and, 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 and then getting over that, getting over the, like, and not allowing ourselves to be shamed by somebody who would tell us that whatever we're doing is, is a pointless endeavor, whatever that is, you know, (laughs) I know we all have our ideas about how people should be spending their time, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Um, but so, <laughs> so I'm looking down at, at the time on my, on my recording and, um, and I'm sitting here thinking about my triple numbers, just <laughs> like, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, now that I've got to like 17, I can't do a lot of the triple numbers now because the, anyway. Because it doesn't go to 77, right? It goes to 60 and that's it. Anyway, I'm just like having fun with this. Um, so doing the math. So, so one of the things that was helpful for me personally was to hear the process of writing. Because I have an idea in my head and I am... I. I consider myself like lazy, undisciplined. I have all of these bad terms for myself regarding this that I have not gotten further on it than I have. And I really haven't. I And I have all of these excuses for why. And so these are professional writers at this point. They... And that's all they do is write. But this is, you know, some of them are in their 17th book, you know. I mean, they've been writing for a while and they have quite a call. And they write proposals, which is something that I was also wondering about. I've never even heard of that. Write a proposal? So you write a proposal and then you get them to, you know... I guess, fund your book somehow before you write it. But the industry itself for me is really strange. So there was, there was this like, um, authors said like, it was like authors, like publishing houses, like all over the place. But like, who do you trust? Like, really, who do you trust? Because they are going to be the ones that actually make the money on your book, unfortunately. You know, like one of the writers said, said, you know, this is not a get rich quick kind of thing. Writing books is not a get rich quick. Like you you don't get rich writing books is what she said. And I think there's truth to that. But publishing houses do. Publishing houses do. Um, so like, so like, if they if they sell like say fifty thousand copies of your book, you might make twenty five thousand dollars on that. 
and they're going to make 50,000, you know, I don't know, 200,000. And, you know, so they are going to keep a whole lot more of that money than you are as a writer. I'm aware of that. But that's not why. I don't know. I just have trust issues. And like the other thing was when I, when I got letters from publishing companies about my work, like that I had submitted, they also, um, they wanted everything that would ever come about this book. Like, which was really kind of cool because it's like they, 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 they have the knowledge that there, there are some books that go on to do other things. And so, and that, you know, so I, I thought that was interesting that they put this clause in, but they wanted 40% of anything that had to do with that. 40%. (laughs) Like your idea, your life experience, your writing, your everything, and then they want to basically make a crap ton of money on your work. And so that's one of the beauties of self-publishing. But self-publishing is really hard. Like I don't, this is the part where I just get stuck. Like I don't, um, your book gets like hidden in like this sea of, I don't know, millions of books that are published every year. Most of them, a lot of them are like, we picked up a couple things yesterday that I tried to read. I could not read it. I couldn't read it. I just was like, I just, I just can't, I can't read this. Like, you know, I hate to word it this way, but it's like, to me, it's like, it is to my soul the same feeling as like rap music that has a lot of guns and I don't know. It just has a quality about it that is jarring to me. And I I don't want to read it. <clears throat> Which is a whole other, a whole other... <laughs> that my daughter and I got into this conversation about about how there was a whole it's really hot topic right now gender I know I've talked about this before but it was kind of refreshing for me to have my daughter and I talking about this and and kind of understanding each other like I thought she might be more along the lines of what's ha- what I see happening in gender, I guess, identity in the world. But especially in like California, I would say it's it's even more. I'm surprised that they don't have they, them bathrooms yet. I mean, like, but, and I'm being facetious and kind of not very nice right now. Um, and it's not that I'm anti-trans or I'm anti-gay or anything like that. Like, I I love gay people. I don't care if somebody's trans. I mean, I really don't care. I don't care. Like, I I think, um, 
It's just the pressing of an agenda. It's the pressing of an agenda that that is challenging. I I don't I don't know how like I guess I don't know I don't really want to have to say she her. I like I don't I don't I don't under like I and then we were sitting at one point we were sitting by this child that I couldn't tell. I had no idea if it was a boy or a girl. I had no idea. This child had no, no. And and see, they're trying to say that this is what we do from a very, very young age. That this is what we do. We are programming our child to what their gender is from a very young child based on what we, you know, how we treat them, what we clothe them in, what they... You know, but in my we ha- my daughter and I had this lengthy conversation about this, about that. It could be, it could be, or it's just as likely that they started making toys that would sell because if little girls didn't like Barbies they wouldn't have sold they wouldn't have and if little boys didn't like trucks they they wouldn't have sold to boys and so so it's sort of like it could be a combination of both but but it's like how did this thing actually come about and and the innate because i remember when my my boys were young they would pick up sticks and use them as as guns they would both of them swords guns weapons i'm just saying and then my daughter was a disney just came out a disney princess and i didn't do that i didn't <clears throat> No, she was just drawn to all this from a very young age. <clears throat> and and I don't know, some of this is just out of ignorance because I there have been a few times where I've wondered what it would be like to be a boy, to be a man in this life. I have, I've wondered about it. <clears throat> but I like being female in this life. I do, I like... I like girl things. And maybe my mom just really indoctrinated me at a very young age <laughs> to being female. And so that's why I like being female. <laughs> she taught me what it was to be a female. <laughs> so... <laughs> just makes me laugh so it was a it was a just a really incredible incredible weekend of of just being around authors being around um 
it was just really, really great. Um, the other thing that happened that <laughs> we thought <laughs> we so we, they had a few few food trucks there. So they have these food trucks there, and we we went to this one, and and then I saw that they had lobster rolls. Okay, so where I live, they don't very often have lobster rolls. And I don't typically eat lobster. I feel kind of guilty about it because lobsters actually live for like 25 years. And I feel kind of bad about eating something that lives for that long and may have a social structure that I'm not... Um, I'm having this memory of that movie that I watched about the octopus, the person who befriended an octopus. <clears throat> but um, but we ended up getting the lobster rolls. <laughs> if I gotta tell you, oh my god, they were so good. Like the bread was like perfectly toasted, and they had butter. Like they were. So soaked in butter and oh my god it was so good that the next day we went back and got another one we got another one but we split this one like they were they were big enough that we could have split the first one but we really kind of ate our way through the weekend it was just like we just went from eating one thing to the next and um but it was just amazing and I would like to say that I'm that I'm hugely inspired, but I was already inspired <laughs> um, before I before I went to this. I at, at the last um, event I went to, I I had this thing happen that I really can't say out loud, but I just I just know I know, and I have to really need to discipline myself and get it done and I'm I'm really supremely excited about that um I'm going to end with this that I don't know if it's an excuse I, I, I'm willing to say this could be an excuse but my my books are really all meat and no potatoes like they're really to the point. I don't ramble on. I ramble on in my podcasts, <laughs> my YouTubes, <laughs> but I don't ramble on in my writing. And part of the reason why is because I feel like as a writer, we have to do that. That the, like in order for, for our book to have validity, it has to have a certain amount of pages that we have to to add all of this this text and i don't know if we learn this from school or what like you know you're not allowed you know this paper has to be such and such amount of words you know um which was another thing i thought was interesting i think that my my first book has 14,000 words and sh and they were talking at this thing that at about 50,000 words is when I decide whether the book is, you know, I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm like 50,000. That's so interesting. Um, so most books, you know, and I don't know, I don't know 
maybe booksellers knowing what books sell know that when a when a reader gets a book that looks like my books, they feel like they haven't they feel like they haven't gotten their money's worth. That like where is that tipping point? It's not about the quality of the words that are in the book, but the quantity. And and I find that and it could be that I just have a diminished attention span. You could argue all kinds of things about this, but I there are times where I have a hard time elaborating just to elaborate. If there's a point in elaborating, I will I will do that. But that was another thing that that I that I and, and it could just be an excuse for me that I'm I'm lazy and I you know I don't know I don't write longer books I don't know <laughs> maybe someday I will write a longer book and then people will be like oh my god I wish she would have used her golden rule less is more <laughs> but anyway I appreciate y'all listening And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.